0: We have breaking news here on the Inside Scoop. I know we always have breaking news, but today it's special. Rusty Mansell is here. Yeah, he's here at On Three, and he is the new lead publisher of our Dogs HQ fan site. Rusty, you spent over a decade at the old place. Why'd you make the jump to On Three?
1: You know, for me, it was a very simple decision. People talk about, you see college coaches talking about hitching your wagon. I've hitched my wagon to Shannon Terry. He gave me a lifetime changing opportunity in 2010 to get into this business full time. And look, when he reached out to me and we talked about some things, the next conversation I had with him, with him is when can I start? Because I've been around Shannon a long time and I saw that look in his eye and Shannon Terry, when he's, got, when he's dialed in like he is right now, he's got that ass kicking look. I'm going to be a part of that. I'm not going to be the other side of that. So happy to be here. Also to be back on the same team with you, Josh. we worked together for a long time, man.
0: Hey, man, it's great to be back with you, Rusty. We did. We worked together for a long time. So great to have you back with us here at ON3. What's the most exciting aspect of coming over here to ON3?
1: Well, first of all, to lead a a site is one of my dreams in this industry and to be able to to lead Dogs HQ, the team I have there, Jake Rowe, Palmer Toms, Wes Blankenship, Jake Roos, us all uh, key guys in the Georgia market. I'm excited for all of us to be together finally and work. But for me, it's Chad Simmons, another, uh, you know, somebody, people probably think I've worked with Chad Simmons until this morning. I've never really been on the same team with Chad Simmons, but he is... Uh, One of the most respected people in sports media fan sites, recruiting. I've known Chad for a long, long time and just like Shannon Terry, I don't want to be on the other side of that anymore competing with Chad Simmons. Uh, He's one of my best friends, but Chad is one of the hardest workers, one of the most genuine people and I'm so excited to finally say that I'm on the same team with him and I don't have to keep information from him anymore.
0: Glad to have you, Rusty. We are building a monster here at On3, and, you know, bus just keeps on trucking. And, and hey, Rusty, let's get to work. What do you say? Since I got you on the inside scoop, let's talk Georgia recruiting. And we've been talking a lot about Dylan Rayola, the five-star quarterback, the number one quarterback in America. The recruiting prediction machine has had him trending to Georgia. And last week, there's a lot of rumors that maybe an early decision was coming. Now, he's kind of put that on ice. Still, has some official visits this summer. But with all the rumors recently, what would a commitment like a Dylan Rayola do for Georgia's, Georgia's current other targets on the recruiting board?
1: Well, you look at this, and, and really, a lot of eyes are on a player like Dylan Rayola, not only the fans from multiple schools, but players, like you said. And when you look at a decision if georgia were to land dylan rayola you immediately look to two players in my opinion ryan wingo a wide receiver out of st louis missouri and then you look at jaden riddell at big time tight end prospect uh that are both these guys are very highly coveted that they can go anywhere in the country but if georgia were to get dylan rayola i think all eyes would turn a focus to those guys and see if Georgia can bring them in sooner than later as well.
0: Yeah, it could have a major impact. But what about the impact a commitment from Dylan Raiola could have on Georgia's own commit list? Like, look at Ryan Puglisi, the first quarterback that Georgia got committed in their class. He's pretty darn good in his own right. Ranked number six overall at the at the position by On Three. If Raul were to commit to Georgia, would that have any impact
1: on Puglisi? Well, as of right now, he's saying the right things to me. I mean, he's said all along, he has known Georgia is gonna take two in the 2024 class, even when he committed, uh, committed to Todd Munkin. Uh, last week Mike Bobo was up in the Boston area seeing him so he continues to be a priority for Georgia Georgia wants to bring him in and everything that I've been I've heard behind the scenes everything I've been led to believe he knows if he comes to a place like Georgia he's got to compete for the job no matter what mm-hmm. and right now he still seems strong the Bulldogs other schools like Ohio State and those types of schools are still trying to get in with him we'll see he'll be on campus in June for an official visit uh, he's still saying the right things and I think Georgia Georgia. Georgia has made it very clear with him. Look, we're going to take two. He's known that. We'll see what happens as the summer unfolds.
0: Yeah, we'll see. And as of now, you know, Rayola is not committed. USC and Nebraska still battling Georgia, although Georgia does lead by a considerable amount on the recruiting prediction machine. All right, Rusty, I know you got to go drop some scoop over on Dogs HQ, but before I let you go, you know we got to talk about some of the top players in the state of Georgia. Number one linebacker, let's start with him, Sammy Brown. Where do the dogs stand with Brown?
1: It's a kid right up the street. I mean, I've been watching him since the ninth grade. He's at Jefferson High School, which is about 20 minutes outside of Athens. So obviously he's very familiar with the Georgia program. He is a major uh, priority for Glenn Schumann. I think Clemson, Tennessee, Georgia, Oklahoma, some schools right here at the end. He's going to take his visits. He's going to go to Clemson that first weekend and Georgia that second weekend. And we'll see how the rest of the month of June goes. I don't see him getting into... Uh, into his season without making a decision but when you start talking about checking boxes he's got great hair he's a state champion (laughs) wrestler The kick and fly he's got a great family sammy brown checks every box and it's easy to see why on three he's the number one linebacker in the country
0: it is like a five-star mullet he's got going there but uh let's move on to five-star defensive lineman edrick houston he's out of buford georgia and his recruitment's starting to heat up How are the
1: dogs doing? Well, you know, tell me if you heard this before. This one could come down to Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State at the end, battling for a five star. But I will say this when you start looking at this from the Georgia perspective and five technique, they definitely need some guys like that in this class. This is a great young man. Ever since I've been going to Buford and talking about him the last two years, those coaches there, the administration, people around that program, rave about him and another young man we're going to talk about in just a second. But Edric Houston, to me, an absolute no-brainer on the next level. But I think it's going to come down when all everything's at the end. I think it'll be Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State for him. All right, and the
0: next one that you wanted to talk about is five-star safety K.J. Bolden, the number one safety in America. He's been taking a lot of visits. Yep. He's been all over, but where does Georgia stand with him?
1: I think Georgia's in a good spot right now. I'm not ready to put in my RPM for him yet to Georgia, but I do think they're in a pretty good spot going into these officials. Uh, Kirby Smart is, talks with him almost daily. Uh, I talked with K.J. A couple, about a, two or three months ago, talked to someone close to him and said, listen, the relationship between Kirby and KJ are strong as it's ever been. So when you start talking about Buford and Georgia fans kind of they don't they, they when you hear that word Buford, they haven't had a lot of success there. Justice Haynes come out of Buford last year, already starring in Alabama. But I think and I'm pretty confident in this. Georgia is going to land one of these two major major prospects at Buford Mm. in this class, but they need them both. We'll see how that we'll see how it goes.
0: Love it. You heard it here first on the inside scoop. Okay, Rusty. Ohio State, Alabama, even Michigan this year really recruiting well early on, and it's early. And every we you and I both know the summer months are where it really gets hot in recruiting, but. Just taking a look at the landscape now, do you think this is a year where Georgia can finish with the number one overall recruiting class?
1: I get that question a lot, and here's my answer to that. I'm not kind of copping out to that, but I will say this. I'm confident that Kirby Smart will always have a top three or four industry-wide ranking. Josh, I'll tell you this. As long as you and I have been in this business, the recruiting cycle has flipped upside down many ways. But here's one of the biggest changes there is. The month of June has become the most important month of a recruiting cycle. When these kids take these official visits, these guys have been recruited now, Josh, for three or four years. Mm -hmm. So it's totally different. When they get done with these officials, most of these kids, that's why we're seeing a lot of decisions made at the end of June and July. So if Georgia is going to finish number one, i think the month of june will be the deciding factor
0: yeah june and july are going to be some really exciting months and it's going to be so much fun to have you here to help us cover it all rusty welcome to on three Glad and thanks here. by st- thanks for stopping by the inside scoop on your very first day here the amount of talent that the oregon ducks had on campus this weekend was insane oregon hosted their spring game this weekend and had one last opportunity to get recruits on campus before the coaches hit the road for the eval period in the month of may but did oregon do something this weekend to eliminate themselves from competition for their top qb target we're going to talk about that in a minute but first let's bring on national recruiting analyst sam spiegelman sam let's start up front on that defensive line boy was there some talent on campus five-star Dylan Stewart, five-star David Stone, four-star defensive lineman Joseph Jonah Ajanye, four-star edge Jordan Ross. All right, Sam, when I think of the number one player overall, Dylan Stewart, I think five-star, but I also think Ohio State. I think Alabama. I think Georgia. I think Penn State. I even think a little bit of South Carolina. Now, this weekend, he was in Oregon. Does this make Oregon a legitimate contender for Dylan Stewart moving forward?
2: Yeah, I think the fact that he was on campus for this star-studded event, he, he has to, we know that he's taken a large step forward in his recruitment. You just mentioned a lot of the contenders that he's already seen, already knows that he's going to take some official visits to some of those schools. The fact that he's that far along in the process, Dan Lanning gets him on campus. Um, they, they came really close with Nicholas Harbor a year ago in last cycle out of the D.C. area. They're hoping to, to maybe take a step further with Dylan Stewart. This turnaround, getting him on campus, from the D.C. area all the way out to Eugene is a big step toward that.
0: It is a big step. Another big step they took on that defensive line was to get David Stone on campus, the number two defensive lineman in America. You have an expert pick on the recruiting prediction machine to Michigan State. How does this visit make you feel about your pick for Stone to Michigan State?
2: Yeah, I've I've been flirting with the idea of moving off that pick for some time and and Oregon is one of those few contenders that's been able to get David stone on campus and and really start to move ahead as as the decision continues to move closer. Obviously you can't look past Oklahoma which also got him on campus a week earlier Um, he's an Oklahoma City native he's very familiar. Uh, with the coaches, Todd Ch- Todd Bates, Miguel Chavis, and of course, Brent Venables and Norman. But Dan Lanning is not going anywhere here. Neither is Miami and a few other schools with, with David Stone.
0: Yeah, I know he is. And all right, two more defensive linemen I want to ask you about. Did Oregon pick up any traction with defensive lineman Joseph Jonah Ajani, who was at Oklahoma last weekend, or Edge Jordan Ross, who's from the south state of Alabama?
2: Yeah, well, you look at who Jordan Ross is considering, a lot of those SEC teams, the Alabamas, the Georgias, mm-hmm. the Tennessees of the world. And for Oregon to get him on campus, that's a huge deal. And that's, that's a kid from Alabama that they're trying to go into the South and pluck him out of SEC country. But don't look past Joseph Jonah Johnny. He was there with his teammate from Conroe, Oak Ridge, um, in the Houston area. Justin Williams was already a, a bit of an Oregon lean. He's been back in Eugene now for the spring game. Jonah Ajanye, really big fan of Tony Teote, the defensive line coach in Eugene. I think this visit puts Oregon into the mix. He's trying to figure out official visits. I think Oregon could be close along with Oklahoma and Texas Tech there.
0: All right, let's take a look at some guys that are actually trending to Oregon as we speak. Offensive tackle Brandon Baker out of California, the number one offensive tackle in America, trending heavily to Oregon. Linebacker Justin Williams trending to Oregon, and so is linebacker Kamar Mathuti. Sam, there was no quacks over the weekend. I know Oregon fans are looking for the quacks, but there were no quacks over the weekend. Do you think one of these guys could commit soon?
2: Yeah, I would keep an eye on Justin Williams. He's one of the best linebackers in the country, and Dan Lanning specializes with second-level defenders like Justin Williams. He's been to a few times during the season, he was back for the spring game with his close friend and teammate, Jonah Janya, we just spoke about. It seems to be a close battle with, with Oregon, Georgia, and Alabama, and I like where Oregon stands enough to put an RPM pick going into the weekend. All right. A
0: notable no-show. Now, it's all it's not all sunshine and puppy dogs here on the Inside <laughs> Scoop. We do have to bring up some, some bad news as well. One notable no-show to the game was five-star edge Colin Simmons. Uh, I think this was notable because when I interviewed Colin Simmons on the inside scoop about three weeks ago, he actually wore an Oregon headband to the interview. It was the only team gear that he had visible. And, you know, Oregon was always one of those teams that was kind of on the outside looking in because they hadn't got him on campus. Now that he misses the spring game, can we officially take Oregon out of the running for Colin Simmons at this point?
2: Yeah, I think the way that his visit schedule unfolded, I think you got to look at, at who's really in the mix with Colin Simmons and who he has legitimate interest in and who he doesn't. And Oregon was really in this. They were able to schedule this late visit for the spring game, but instead we saw how the visits played out. He, he's been to Georgia, he's been to Texas, he's been to TCU, and he's been to LSU getting back for their spring game. Did it make it out to USC? Did it make it to Colorado? Did it make it to Oregon? He seems destined to stay in the SEC when it's all said and done. All right, we're going to get into some of this quarterback talk. It was a big weekend for Oregon quarterback
0: recruiting, but before we do that, subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. Guys, we got you covered with all the latest recruiting developments and the biggest college football news. So do me a favor right now and subscribe. Sam, the future is looking bright at quarterback three-star QB Luke Moga commits on Friday. Four-star quarterback Michael Van Buren, the number 12 overall quarterback in America, was on campus in Oregon for a visit this weekend. And also 2025 top five QB Akili Smith Jr. is now trending to Oregon on the recruiting prediction machine. A lot of that is because I put in an expert pick for Smith to Oregon, but... Also, did you see the picture that Achilles Smith Sr. took of Junior along with Michael Van Buren and Luke Moga? The three of them got together for a photo on the sidelines. Did you see that, Sam? I did. It's got to be a good sign, especially when we, you and I, we talk a lot about QB competition. You know, I think I, I know it was just a photo, but the fact that these three guys are already showing a little bit of solidarity, if you will, on the sideline, I think is a good sign if you're an Oregon fan hoping to see the Ducks load up at the quarterback position moving forward.
2: Yeah, well, we talked about Luke Moga last week delaying his decision. Some other teams were also getting to the mix, but instead early eval for Dan Lanning. They get him on campus and they get an early commitment. So the first quarterback of this domino is already fallen. I thought it was a brilliant
0: move by Luke Moga to commit to Oregon before the weekend started. He knew Michael Van Buren was coming into town a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. Luke Moga said, I am delaying my decision. I'm not going to commit on April 28th like everybody thought. I'm going to delay it, put it back. What I think happened was he talked to the Oregon staff. Things smoothed over. He definitely got the go-ahead. I mean, obviously got the go-ahead. He was visiting for the spring game and makes his commitment on Friday. Michael Van Buren comes in. Now, this gives the Oregon staff, they, they took the week probably to smooth things over with Michael Van Buren. Now, he comes in for his visit for the spring game. They roll out the red carpet, and it's clear now that Mer- that Oregon wants to take two quarterbacks in this cycle. Sam, I got a question for you, though. Do you think that Oregon accepting the commitment from Luke Mogul will take them out of the running for Michael Van Buren and allow Penn State and Maryland to kind of get back in the mix?
2: No, I don't, I don't think that the Luke Moga commitment deters Oregon. I do think that they are going to have their hands full trying to pluck Michael Van Buren away from Maryland and Mike Loxley in their backyard and from James Franklin in Penn State, which has a ton of momentum on the recruiting trail right now. And James Franklin has a ton of success recruiting the DMV area. Um, but again, Van Buren coming back to Eugene developing a relationship and some rapport with Luke Moga. I think it's, a, it's still a positive sign for Oregon, but they are going to have their hands full holding back those two other big 10 teams.
0: Well, last week you and I both put in expert picks for Van Buren to Oregon. So how do you feel about your pick now that Moga is committed?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think we, we've known that Oregon wanted to take two quarterbacks and both Van Buren and Moga were both takes this. This is kind of just falling the plan falling together. I'm not moving my pick until the summer, and I've heard otherwise, but I like where Oregon sits with Van Buren and the chances of them taking both quarterbacks in 2024.
0: I love your confidence. I'm not moving my pick either. (laughs) I still think Van Buren heads to Oregon. Oregon's most likely now going to take two quarterbacks. I don't think they're pushing Moga out for any reason. I think that they want to sign two. I think they will sign two. So we'll see, Oregon fans, if you get any quacks in the near future. I don't know if it's going to be from a defensive lineman. A Quarterback, but Oregon fans, if you're excited about this weekend, I'm excited about this weekend. I think that there's going to be a lot of guys that sign with Oregon Ducks that were on campus this weekend. We've seen this plenty, Sam, from big visit weekends. I don't think you necessarily need commitments to to call it a success. Do you?
2: No, it's it's about getting on campus and figuring out whether they're going to get one of your official visits. And depending on your timeline, if you're a quarterback like Michael Van Buren, you're going to make a summertime decision or you want to get back in the summer and work out for this coaching staff and maybe take your OV during the season. Um, Each situation is different, but this spring game, loaded visitor lists, and I think, like you said, they made a lot of headway with a lot of elite targets, especially on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah, I'm going to look into it a little bit further, but I think Oregon this past weekend was one of the bigger big visit weekends of the spring. Now, on Thursday, I think you and I are going to talk a little bit more about that on who had the biggest spring visit weekend if you guys want to just drop a comment below on who you think had the biggest spring weekend now that we're kind of through the spring well we'll see what happens at oregon i think that they're going to benefit from some of these big time visitors being on campus sam thanks for talking to oregon ducks on the inside scoop today Thank- Welcome into the show five star wide receiver Ryan Wingo Ryan is a six foot two 215 pound pass catcher from St. Louis Missouri. He's the number five ranked wide receiver in the country and the 21st best player overall. He has offers well from everywhere but some notable offers include Georgia, Tennessee, Oregon, Alabama LSU Colorado Michigan and more be sure you're following him on all social media handles as well. Welcome to the show Ryan. Are you enjoying your final off season of your high school career?
3: Uh yes sir. You know, I, I run track, so it's really not even like an off season. Um but I'm, you know, I'm getting after it in track right now. Um so I'm I'm enjoying it. Ready for the season to start back up. All right, well, we got some big news. It
0: just dropped. Chad Simmons put out a story yesterday saying that you have locked in four official visits this summer. You're going to go check out Michigan, Texas, UGA, and Missouri. But you've also just said that you're not going to make your decision until after your senior year. Do you think taking these summer official visits could maybe speed up your
3: decision time? Um, not, not, not necessarily, because I, still got, I think I'm going to take um, an official or two. Um, with the unlimited official rule um, during the season. It it don't speed it up, but I think it's just kind of the natural thing to do to get some officials out the way in the summer when I got more time and I don't have to, like, leave after a football game. So I don't think it'll speed it up. I think it'll still be the same kind of timeline, so it's there.
0: Yeah, you said, you mentioned uh, you've taken several January visits, and recently you said that you're kind of over the unofficial visits and you're ready for official
3: visits. What does that mean to you? Um, it kind of in a sense, it's like, you know, I kind of seen it from the unofficial kind of, kind of side. Um, so like, and I've been up there, I met a whole bunch of recruits, you know, that type of thing. So I think it's just kind of time for me to just get on these officials and kind of just be able to actually like focus in and tone on what, um, I'm actually looking for in the school. And I think in the unofficials. It was more just to get a feel for the school. So with the officials, was kind of an extra um, thing to put on top of it. So
0: I get it. Kind of takes it to the to the next level for you. Yeah, okay. We're about I don't know seven eight months from your decision. So it the halfway point of your recruitment. Let's just call it the halfway point. Do you have a leader
3: right now? Um, not necessarily. Uh, a lot of people think I do. I, I honestly don't know. why. Uh, I don't really have a leader yet. Um. I think everybody kind of in the same boat um, right now because I think everybody recruiting me very well. So I think I don't have a leader yet. Who do most people think it is? Uh, everybody think it's Georgia. Um, I got a lot of crystal balls to Georgia. I think last week um, I was taking the ACT and then I came out and I looked at my phone. And it was going crazy, but. Uh, <laughs> Georgia. When
0: you see a crystal ball prediction or an expert pick on the recruiting prediction machine, what do you think when you see that?
3: Um, Honestly, like every time I see it, it it's always kind of surprised surprise to me because I never really, I'm not, I never know when somebody's going to do that. So I, I, I'll see it, I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Say, okay, that's where everybody think I'm going. So it's, it's pretty cool. You know, you get to see what everybody thinks, you get to see their point of view and stuff like that. So it's
0: pretty yeah. cool. It's just fun. To, it's fun to see. Uh, what's more important to you when making a decision—the offensive scheme that a program runs, or maybe the opportunity for NIL that a school can offer?
3: Um, offensive scheme for sure. I'm not really too much into NIL. I kind of want. I want to get to the next level. You know, get to NFL. That's like my biggest goal. So I think NIL is just kind of short-term money, um, mm-hmm. and that's not really. That's not really a deciding factor for what school i go to.
0: so what is the biggest factor for you then
3: um for sure i want to go somewhere where i'll get developed um where they um throwing a ball a lot because obviously you're a receiver you want to be able to get the ball in your hands be able to show what you can do um and then also like i said like to get developed for the next level um that's been my goal since i was young to get to nfl so uh I need that's my the biggest thing so you kind of Want to go somewhere where your coach gonna make sure you're ready for that next level? All
0: right, and now I wanted to ask you: We are talking about the recruiting prediction machine, and the on three RPM shows Georgia trending right now at forty nine percent, with Notre Dame at thirty three percent. You've been to a lot of these campuses so far. You've seen a lot of these schools. Is there a trip that maybe stands
3: out to you above the rest? Um. I think I think like during like when I was doing a lot of game day visits, games that stood out, I guess we can say that. Um for sure the LSU versus Alabama game, that was a crazy game. Um Michigan versus Michigan State was also a bit another good game. Um where else I go? Where else I went? Do you wanna to get to oh, any more to...
0: this upcoming season?
3: Um I think I want to go to like the Michigan versus Ohio State game. I heard I heard that's like a great great atmosphere. Um, so I kind of maybe want to get up to there and see that atmosphere for sure. So we'll see.
0: at this point in your recruitment, if you haven't visited a school, are, could they still be realistically have a shot to land you, or is it primarily of the teams that you've checked out so far?
3: Um, it it kind of depends. Um. I think I'm kind of looking into most of the schools I kind of checked out got a good bond with the with the coaches. Um, but like I said, it just really depends on uh, on the school. I may, I may be a, I may give them a chance just because you know the the coach you know he developed some great receivers. And I just and I just couldn't get up to the get up to them yet.
0: All right. Uh, what part of your game are you most trying to improve this off season as you head into your senior year?
3: Um, I think so. W- with me, I think um, I'm kind of improving everything. Uh, I mean, I think I gotta still keep working on catching. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. You know, you can never stop working on that. Um, getting in on my breaks. Uh, and kind of making them more diverse um, to my route tree. I think that was probably the three biggest things I need to. Uh, I'll be working on.
0: All right, Ryan. Well, you got a lot of people following your recruitment. Now, you're you're going to take these summer visits and you're telling me that you're still going to wait on your decision. I'm going to believe you with that. And I'm going to ask, can you come back on the inside scoop maybe mid-summer and update us on how things are going with you?
3: Yes, sir, it's perfect. It <laughs> All up. right,
0: Ryan. Thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate your time.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me. And remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me. And remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.